I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole, hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Welcome to the Synchronistic Team Rabbit Hole edition 238 with Eddie Lin and SJ Anderson. Welcome. Thank you. What's up, guys? SJ's been on here recently, but Eddie, it's been a hot minute since I've talked to you. It's like all, like over a year, I think, so we've got some catching yeah. up to do. Thanks for giving us your time. Uh, episode 238, so that goes down to 13, which is four numerologically. Uh, so that's the Emperor card. I lead by example. It's about setting boundaries and following rules, believing in the concrete world around you, focusing on action and results, and holding your ground. Raphael, what angel card do you have? We have the angel of expiation of errors, number 52, belonging to the principalities. This angel helps to destroy the strength of enemies, people who only think of humiliating the weak, and helps all who call him to help obtain freedom protects travel in general and all who are desolate and lonely influences all things that are based on kindness and monetary gains from honest works the affirmation is i act on my inspirations associated to the nine of wands angel qualities include charisma leadership harmonious social life and faithful servant so, gentlemen, the floor is open to whomever wants to say any kind of resonances or whatever between that card and that angel, or even the number 238. Well, I'm kind of... Uh, and then maybe nothing, oh. it's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Emperor card, I mean, I don't know, like, uh, Eddie, we've had you on before. I know that you're, um, you've done a lot in your world that's... I mean, you have a lot of theories in terms of not conspiracies always necessarily, but you have a very synchronistic and magical way of looking at the world, but you've also accomplished quite a bit in terms of like, uh, you know, animation and stuff like that with Hanna-Barbera, et cetera. So I know that you've done a lot in the world and what you're doing is actually like, you know, materially driven art. Um, so, I mean, I'm seeing a little resonance there, but I'm also, it's a crazy Mercury retrograde right now. SJ, you'll appreciate that my moon is at 15 degrees, Gemini, across from Sagittarius at, uh, Uranus and 15 degrees Uranus. So this eclipse is raping me <laughs> emotionally, literally. Uh, but anyway, I'm kind of all over the place. So if we don't have any major synchronicities, we don't have to like worry about that necessarily. I could jump what in. Just... Is, that, is that Andreas? You're on mute, dude, I think. Yes, that's how I set it up to be. But Estre, you go first with your numerology, then we introduce Andreas. You can hear me now. Okay, cool. Yes. I thought this was going to be in the mumble room, my bad. No, it's cool. We've yeah, shifted good. gears, apparently. Raphael's forced the evolution. We're, we're amphibiously walking on land now. I, I just wanted to piggyback here quickly. I mean, this uh, Deccan 
of the zodiac that the nine of wands corresponds to or the nine of clubs is the Deccan where the South Node is currently transiting. And so it, it, the, the meta point for everybody listening, we are in a, what we call an eclipse season. The solar eclipse is going to happen in less than 24 hours, but they always come in twos or threes. The last lunar eclipse, the pair for the solar eclipse was in the Sagittarius, first Deccan of Sagittarius. So it's an intense moment. Let me just, that's all I wanted to say. If you're having intensities, if you're being uh, you know, throttled, like Jim was mentioning, there's an astrological component here. This is a very intense part of the year. Two times every year we get these eclipse moments. So um, that was my addition there to the synchronicity. And um, good to be here, everybody. Good to see everybody. Glad to be riding uh, today. Yeah, Andreas, we got the Emperor card and the Angel, which I can't repeat everything he had said. But Andreas is grabbing all sorts of junk. I just got Good so excited. It. I was like, oh, that's right. This is Team Rabbit Hole where we're going to talk about cards. So um, just yeah, really quickly. Pull a card. Anybody can pull cards. Just, you guys go ahead and pull cards. But I wanted to quickly say someone sent me in the mail this thing called Honktopia, which is the open source version of the Illuminatus card game. It's <laughs> so incredible. And you can download them yourself. Now, it's a bit 4 channy. No, some of the some of the cards are, the but you know, like uh, let me see if I can pull like a more. Is it by, is it by Steve Jackson? No, it's not. no, no, no. This is based on the Steve the Jackson Jacks style, <laughs> but yeah. So basically, like, it's a bunch of four chan memes. I can't. Oh my gosh. I have I to like reverse. I got you. I have to reverse the screen. It says Kale Sunstrider. There's like a Bill Gates card. There's a virus card. There's like there's a Hemi Sink card. You know, like there's it's a pretty Sweet. good it. Shuffle up, shuffle and pull something, and we'll just start okay. shit. So, like last time Eddie was on here, I'll just recap. I think um, a bunch of other people were on here, and we were talking Steve about cartoons up. and pre-programming, basically, and predictive engineering and that kind of stuff. That was about a year and a half ago. Um, I mean, since then, I've literally binged <laughs> so much anime, whether it's Attack on Titan or um, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. I mean, I watched all of Legend of Korra and Avatar and all just all sorts of shit since we've talked. So I've gotten like really steeped in anime. Um, and of course, I think COVID was happening when we were talking last time, but maybe it was so raw and fresh that we were all kind of shell shocked and didn't really know what the fuck is happening. Flash forward a year, here we are with a new president. You're working on stuff we can't talk about, Eddie, <laughs> which is fine. Um, SJZ Europe and, or, you know, Eastern Europe. And um, I think. Andreas, I'm, I'm in right Albania. Now? I'm in the Western Albania. Balkans in Albania. I can't, we all can't talk about what we're doing now. That's what happened to the That's world. That's the funny part. Yeah. This is like Starship well, Troopers. This is the next year. I, I guess I can mention that uh, I just wrapped up. Uh, yeah, I can mention what I worked on, but I'm not going to tell the, the, the content. Uh, this new film called uh, Moonshot. And uh, basically, it's going to be about you know traveling to Mars. So uh, I'm just saying that uh, there's a we, 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 things are speeding up. You know, everything you can see in the movie screen, the Elon Musk and all that crap. You know, it's, uh, it's no joke. Things are even. I think Jeff Bezos and uh, the Gala um, Virgin Galactic guy are competing to get in yep. space this month. I think yeah. it yesterday. Uh, I forget if it was yesterday or today, but at some point I saw. Um, a huge orb it was yesterday a huge orb was over sedona on uh and people were talking about it on facebook and then i couldn't figure out what if that was if that had happened or if it was a mandela effect i'm having a weird time like i said i'm a double gemini it's mercury retrograde it's crazy times for me but um and and then on top of that fact uh a lot of 
ironically, um, disclosure kind of stuff. I forget exactly if it was Simpsons or what, but there's like th- four or five platforms that were kind of obviously pushing like, here comes the, not necessarily Project Bluebeam, but aliens. So I'll shut the fuck up. We can talk about whatever you want. We can get as conspiratorial or whatever, but just for preferencing, like I know SJ and Eddie know each other. Apparently Andreas knows Eddie. I mean, yeah, obviously, Eddie's, I know sense. of, yeah, 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 he's, yeah, he's notorious. And no. I mean, I love the depth we're, of we're, cartoons and stuff, you know, synchronous, I should say at this point, yeah, <laughs> new group. Um, yeah. So wait, also, I, I think we both worked for, uh, did you work for Mattel or Hasbro? I forget. Oh, uh, I worked for Hasbro. Um, yeah. Okay. I, so we were like, a, there was a moment in my life when I first heard of it, I was like, man, I want to take over disney i'm gonna start by working at mattel and i'm gonna take over gem and the holograms and then i heard that eddie was working for and i was like oh that's a, he's genius he already figured it out he's already <laughs> he's gonna take well, over the symbolism it, it it's just uh when you're working behind the scenes it started to become a little obvious you know i mean uh I, i'm not an animation anymore i'm in live action now but, but right. yeah there's a, just one after another i was at disney i was with warner brothers and and uh hasbro was the last was uh before they sent everything to ireland <laughs> it's throwing the jobs away so uh but uh but yeah yeah it's uh i do by the way uh but jim are you still in my group uh well i guess i mentioned my group real quick as synchronous synchronous uh, yeah i just went in there yeah i've been in yeah, yeah, i mean yeah. i've had a dark night of the soul for three or four months so don't look to me being active on facebook generally right now but yes okay. in that group yeah so, so yeah, since you brought up the disclosure thing, I've been doing, a, uh, you guys are welcome to join. There's no screening, but but just a synchronous sync with a Cronus, you know, the, you know, the, the time God. <laughs> um, so synchronous and, uh, but if you look at it, you know, there's a whole series and things are just ramping up and uh, uh, the whole disclosure, uh, every, you know, we're talking about the Virginia Beach UFO thing and then, yeah, the government is basically preparing to throw crap at us. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, I, I just want to get you on. Basically, that's how I kind of uh, picked up on you again. I was like, you're posting so many cool uh, number things, even strange things I don't claim to understand, but that are highly interesting and synchronistic. And you also posted about the PSYOP. So maybe what I'd like to ask you first and then anyone else who'd like to comment, I see like an arrange of PSYOPs heaped upon us at one time. So number one, we have pandemic. Then then we have uh, potentially very soon again, like climate lockdown, you know, we're burning up, increased gas prices, something. Um, and then we also have the alien invasion of Barack Obama and Lou Alessandro from To The Stars Academy, who's a known, check out dark journalist, CIA asset, you know, pushing for the alien threat scenario. So we have a strange confluence of many different psyops happening at the same time. So basically, I'm curious as to what you think of this situation and what your assessment Plus transhumanism is. And, and Mars and all that. Yeah, of course, and Mars and so on. And of course, the Werner von Braun uh, warning from many years ago relayed by Carolyn Roslin in terms of which cards are going to be played. And now finally, it seems all the cards are on the table. So Eddie, what do you think? And then anyone else who'd like to comment. Thank you. Well, um, I guess just uh, I'm just mentioning a few more, of which is also the asteroid uh, threat. You, you know, the, the since you guys all seem to know Karen Rosen, and plus you heard from Werner uh, van Braun is uh, just a step by step approach. You know, they they keep adding new ingredients. You know, uh, but but asteroids definitely a big thing, especially with the uh, sinking with the uh, the whole Greenland 
and this eclipse if you notice the the eclipse map uh greenland is a smack middle of it which is uh kind of shocking to me i don't know if it's a premonition of anything but we know that donald trump tried to buy greenland and then next thing you know uh the movie greenland came out about asteroid you know strike and uh <laughs> so, so, and you know, Greenland, the symbolism behind that, the green, and and the, then we have the Egyptian, you know, the the Suez Canal, the, you know, the green, evergreen, yeah, everything's green, 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 right? Green, evergreen, given was Osiris and, after he gets stung oh, by a scorpion. Yeah, yeah, it, I mean, it's just basically, it's the shape of a obelisk, right? So, uh, we're basically talking about resurrection. Um, so. And then the recent article also said that Green had they're trying to discover the the crater that's underneath the ice sheet. So <laughs> what crater are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not sure uh, if it was Greenland, but they just found some like animals, Siberia and maybe in Siberia, where they're like, Oh, these are twenty-four thousand year old ice little things. There's so much little blips going on on all the digital fronts that it's really I mean, that's one of the reasons I pulled back. It's just a like it's a maelstrom right now of stuff. I mean uh, not a necessarily negatively polarized echo chamber. That sounds bad, but it's like so much is going on that there's too much to look at. I'm curious, Andreas, what cards you pulled? I know, right? So the first one I pulled was Young Pharaoh, which is you know he's like a meme rapper kind of guy. And then uh, the second one was the Cult of Bal, which says this card is instantly deleted if it is identified by a meme. And then Trauma Programming, and then 5G. <laughs> so oh my God. I was just like, dude, that's exactly that's exactly what we're talking about. Raf Raf is like, well, you know, like let me just illustrate a few examples. I was like, oh no, there it is, like as he says them. But yeah, yeah, I feel like we're we're actually at this point where psyops are, you know, um replacing uh educations. So everyone it has is, their own stack. Or a joint take the COVID shot. Like it's crazy though. Like there's just so much going on. That's yeah, well that's really giving people brilliant. giving people lap dances and beers for the COVID vaccine just feels like syphilis blankets. You know, like I can't even believe like how how hard they're going on it. But yeah, it's it's and also you see like I don't know if you guys check the internet, but there's girls be like they are vaxxed and waxed, you know. So it's becoming culturally assimilated into like um if it rhymes, dude. That's the most dangerous the most evil people speak in rhyme, right? Like all the time. So you have to be very careful with with like pop culture designing this new psyop. But what I think is okay about it is that we're then able to make like there's no truth. They're making it very clear they're like into this satanic like abstraction of truth. You saw that new uh, Cruella movie where it's even just spelled devil, devil, and like everything is uh, kind of a you know open Luciferian like uh, black and white. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Lucifer is are... trending right now on Netflix. It's like streaming really well. Like it's yeah. a weird time where it's just like luciferian is a strong but it, word but i guess but it's, it's like what no it's good firing about for a long time it's good though because what ends up happening then is like whatever is objective for, everything that's not objective fades and then what is objective becomes brighter so you see like the sun is this brightness but then like darkness came before it so like luciferian brightness you know the like the luster of Jungian archetypes they're starting to lose their valor you know and i think that's going to be really important because so many kids are thinking the beautiful person's the good guy the ugly person's the bad guy as disney's taught me 
and we're going to need to like have more critically analytical kids in the future, you know? And so right now I think that's, this is the beginning where they're starting to break down the facades, you know, for the most part, some of these kids are the next generation kids. They think of us as boomers, right? They're just like, Oh, you crazy, you know, people who live through the nineties, like I'm not gonna have anything to do with you. And like, they don't want to get vaccinated. They don't want to be part of society. So that's a good sign. I, I just saw um, a definition of an obelisk as the penis of ball. And so this idea um, was showing the obelisks and the, the various key power centers. My, my, just to say my quick thoughts on the, um, the PSYOP culture and PSYOPs, you know, I think it's about the agenda, you know, like what's the vision of the controllers in 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And then these little PSYOPs along the way are just all sort of funneling to this sort of model of where they're going. And so I, I like to think about it as what's this kind of future plan. And we know what that is, you know, digitification, transhumanism, uh, elimination of, of breeding. Um, I mean, that's, and, and so I think these psyops are all, are all moving us towards that in a way. Like if evil Spock could take over the time continuum, that's kind of but where it, we're going. It's not like the future in the past, okay? So like these things are these weird concepts to us, but something that travels in time can travel to the future of the past. Something that's beyond the dimensions of time. They're able to fold moments, right? So this idea of the, uh, you know, insectoid futurism, which is kind of something I've heard a lot about recently. It's like, what if aliens, a lot of them are actually just subterranean genetically modified humans from the future that are able to travel back in time. And there's artificial intelligence, which is able to travel back in time because machines that have been left running in the 2070s, they're able to go back and send ions to the moments when they were turned on. So back into the 2012 period, which connects back to the Sage computer networks in the 70s and 50s. So there might be some sort of like evolved, you know, like you're saying, transhuman cybernetic thing that's able to manipulate our timeline through internet and if that's happening also there's something that's trying to avoid manipulating us because the butterfly effect and so that's living underground right like the technodrone and the ninja turtles which a lot of the ninja turtles is kind of this idea that there's this reptilian brain that's been separated from its body named krang it's like godzilla right like the hollow earth kind of monster and it's like give me a body like i'll give you all of the technology you need but give me a body and then i will um I will take over from Dimension X. So we have been already talking about this like idea of a war that's going on between like space time and genetically modified humans. And like, what do we even mean when we say aliens at this point? Because it could just be that they're us. They could just be like, that's what we become. And like, they're, they're trying to change us by, you know, changing our, our current time. I think we're probably like hardware. That's probably our, you know, with the containers where the, demonic realm or the spiritual realm or the ether or whatever, you know, they, they have to, uh, with a battleground. Uh, I, I just want to think that way where we, we turn, like we were discussing the evil, good, the dark or, um, light. You, you just look at it. It's like, we're, we're basically being, well, I don't want to use like, I mean, that's the Masonic board, right? Where it's a game. Like we are the yeah. game kind of vibes. This, this, this is an enchanted rock. You know what I mean? Like that's that's or where we're at. Or Gaia repurposed. She's vomited. She's having a reverse inverted ayahuasca trip, actually, Gaia, and she's I do, vomiting out technology. I do like I do like Eddie's idea though. Like the, the shell, like we're the hardware. They're, we're the, the tool that they're hacking and using a lot of the time. And you can imagine it like that. Like we're able to manipulate our DNA, our digital Noah's Ark our digital Noah's archive it has all this data, two of every pair. Right. So it's kind of this thing that's like, it's, we're pretty mechanical. We're basically the most mechanical part of the spirit. 
But we're agents. The whole we're... human genome being mapped. I just read that. They're like, we're done. We got the whole. They thing. finished that. They oh, finished yeah, that. Sure. Actually, the last eclipse cycle in Gemini was when that was announced. Or, or sorry, the, the, it's the next eclipse cycle that's coming in 2004. They announced we finished the map. It's the I'm same pretty. Time, I'm pretty skeptical. Facebook was founded. But just quick, I want to say this. This one uh, point here is that we may be the battleground. I really like that analogy that Eddie brings. But see, we're also agents. We're gods in the machine. We're not passive. We can actually participate in the manipulation and fight the war, you know, as, as every day that we wake up. Well, what are we going to make? Are we going to do the right thing or the wrong thing? It's well, that's, kind of up this to, that's up to you, Zertis. That's up to each individual. I mean, that's the daily struggle. But I just want to make sure we're clear that. Yeah, we have, we have a lot of power. Yeah. We have so much. I totally agree. And I'm, that's, I'm actually most scared of our agency. I think more than any other devil or archetypical danger that we have, it's this genie that we can make a wish and get what we want. Be careful what you wish. Like we're probably going to turn into insectoids because we're thinking to ourselves, we want to be stronger, right? So let's just take some genetic sequences from this freezable fish and this giant insectoid that can hold a thousand times its body weight. And then we become super soul. I mean, this is kind of the problem is trying to do the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Right? Scoot over Kevin Costner. Uh, uh, Your guild Andres, ears uh, mean nothing. Andres, have you seen the, you know, the artist, uh, Mark, um, Mark Ryden? He, he, oh. oh, his paintings. He's a very famous painter. He paints, well, you know, I don't know what degree he is, but he paints a lot of Masonic symbols. And, um, well, on his uh, Facebook page, he just posted an insectoid. Uh, oh really? A, with a lesbian wedding, you know, there are two women getting wed by this uh, mantis. Uh, being. Oh no, you're gonna have to send yeah. this to me. I'm. And, that's. And it's crazy, and and also they uh, just somebody found out that uh, somebody in my group found out that it's actually a cover for this uh, rock band, and it's called a, uh, I think it's called a uh, Jesus Christ, I forgot the name of the rock band. It better not it's be Coca Pella. Uh, uh, extra extra large. It's called X or the X extra large. Extra and large. I think the. Yeah, it's on the cover. Uh, they used it. I don't know if they they they, they got a permission to use it, but uh, they put that <laughs> that the mantis cover. But then of the title of the the Got album it. is something wow. like uh, "Ready to Eat Them," something like that. <laughs> oh, a bunch of yeah. bugs oh. watching a lesbian wedding. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Well, but, this but, is like my personal beliefs. I literally believe this is real. Yeah. But, but, but I'm saying check check out Mark Ryden's work because he's very cryptic, and uh, he I went to his art shows in uh, Los Angeles. But this guy in his paintings, he he always put Abraham Lincoln in almost every piece of oh, work. Oh, interesting. He's like the re He's like the recurring Abraham Lincoln's like recurring like uh, so uh, I don't want insectoids. Yeah, I, insectoids is like a insectoids is like a new thing for me. I mean, obviously, I'm not like running around every day saying like man, like but like I mean, you guys last time I was here talking about Echo the Dolphin, right? But Echo the Dolphin led me into insectoids because the bad villain in Echo the Dolphin, the video game made by Ed Annunziata, which I had to like interview and find out what his whole thing was because that's about John C. Lilly and like it goes back to the Solid State and uh, you know ET and SETI was created trying to find Echo the Dolphin because they thought that the dolphins were communicating and he thought that there was if you take ketamine. SSI, solid state intelligence, that was communicating from the future. So the Vortex Queen is sent back in time at the end of the Duff Echo the Dolphin video game and evolves into, from the beginning of time, from you know being a robot into uh, sea uh, snails or the, the, the Nautilus, you know, kind of like exoskeleton, you know, seashell things, like the, the golden ratio spiraled, uh, you know, sea, sea life. So, like, I was like, okay, bugs, pretty weird. But then I interviewed this lady, Cynthia Sue Larson. And so she does all the mandala effect stuff. And I don't know what you guys think about mandala effects, but 
Um, the Berenstein Bear one's Shit's probably real. Berenstein's what I've experienced. Berenstein yeah. Bear. This is what okay, you guys know I do my Tartaria thing. I'm all about Atlantis and Tartaria is the Tartaria. Atlantis is a city of Tartaria, ancient history that was erased, hidden hand by Freemasons. But they talk about Tartary what 13 times in Morals and Dogma. So anyway, I'm interviewing Cynthia Sue Larson, and we find out that the Berenstein story is that the grandson or the son of the writers of the book said it's always been Berenstein. The reason is in the 13th century the tartars won a war against the bohemians if the bohemians had won it would have been berenstein but because the germans lost then the tartar slavs had berenstein so i was like okay of all the reasons why berenstein would be a mandala effect the tartars is the weirdest one so interviewing cynthia sue larson and a drone hits the roof of my car in mid-interview because i'm trying to find a place to do the interview i do it outside of the castle in spain did it find you because you were screaming no i was just i was just drinking wine in a car but i was parked in Spain by a castle that used to be run by the Moorish citadel like of the Cordoba Caliphate. So yeah, it was a star fort. Yeah. So, but like there was no one there and it was summertime. It was super hot and there was like no tourists. And I was like, okay, I'll just like camp outside this castle drone hits the roof of my car while I'm talking to this lady who says that artificial intelligence has been talking to her since the sixties when she was a little girl through like technology. And uh, in the eighties, she started engineering with uh insectoids because there's a bunch of different things living you know like there's the 20 and back program there's the 13 different like speed insectoids or one of avians dracos pladians there's all we're supposed to be all kinds of different things that are intelligent that are dealing with us this thing was supposed to genetically modify us and so she helps to genetically modify gen z and so genetic so gen z are different than us she says because they have more of a hive this. mind i don't even know and what you're talking what about but i believe this that's what i mean i was like whoa gen z is totally crazy the vaccines for gen z let me just introduce Oh, Eddie, please go ahead. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, just just a quick uh, plug uh, with this one is that since Andres talking about Berenstein, uh, you know that you know that uh, Israeli spacecraft that uh, landed on the moon and it and spilled like tons. I don't know how many, but you know tardigrades. You know the yeah yeah uh, totally yeah. You know what the spacecraft name is called? No, no, no. What's it called? It's called Bereshit. Really? <laughs> Bereshit. B-E-R-E-S-H-E-E-T. They're a sheet. So uh, we talk about uh, Israeli scrap spilling a bunch of uh, indestructible bugs on the right. surface of the moon. Now, now the whole moon is, is covered with life forms right now. And, uh, yeah, and it's and of course, they're called tardigrades or water bears. Water bears. Water bears. The, is it, so Berenstein, bear, water bears. They can and live then, in vacuum. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. And then a vacuum is even gnarlier than space because what we know about space is that there is there's stuff up there. There's water, there's light, there's mass. There's actually space is less of a vacuum than a, a scientific a synthetic vacuum that we can create. So these tardigrades yeah. can handle like interdimensional from what we understand. You could squish them and then they'd be totally flat and then you could put them back out. Again. Like, we can't even imagine what they can go through. Yeah, but yeah, Burmy, you know. Yeah, but that's I mean, crazy. It's called the it's crazy. It's called the bear sheet. Like why? Why is it called the bear sheet? It makes me wonder about Vera too, because V, you know, Veritas, B, B and V are often like switched in these old languages. Mm-hmm. So number one, it actually means in the beginning. If you just look it up here, it says bear sheet Hebrew in the beginning from the book wow. of Genesis. That's there right, we go. That's right. 
Thank you for that insert, SJ. What I just like to mention is tardigrades also appear in Star Trek Discovery as a big theme. You know, they use a tardigrade DNA to be able to use their spore drive with a scientific officer called Stamets, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, really? And and, and also one thing. Oh, I gotta I, watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a series. It's the newest Star Trek series. It's kind of decent for me in terms of Star Trek vibes. But one thing really tripped me up. Because, okay, you have a gay medical officer and so on, that's all fine. But then you have this one girl in the second season or third, and she has this parasite, which basically, or symbiote, which allows her to have all the former lives within her, you know, so the general. So just like, just like Dax in uh, Deep Space Nine. I, I guess. Which yeah, is yeah. what I'm binging now. Yeah. I did Next Generation. Deep Space Nine is the butt yeah. stuff. I love I, Deep Space Deep Space Nine. is better. Keep going, I Raphael. I want to mention one like social justice warrior thing here that really tripped me up was that at some point and she's mentioning and she's like, yeah, because someone is referring to her as she. And then she's like, yeah, you know, I never really felt that way or something. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, but this is just wrong. Because within the scientific uh, or science fiction mythology they built up, it would be perfectly natural for her to say that, but to give a valid reason in terms of, well, I have the symbiote, now I feel like many, you know, and not give some kind of strange explanation, which to me just sounds more Big like, you know, progressive millennialism. Have you, have yeah. you not watched Deep Space Nine yet, Raph? Actually, I haven't. Okay, so I, uh, so I, you know, I work with Tim, like Tim Pool, and so he watches Next Generation all day. And while I'm working, I'll watch Deep Space Nine all night. And I'll tell you, Deep Space Nine is the darkest, weirdest version of Star Trek, and it's so '90s and so transgender and so every it's direction. So, it's even based. The premise, they're on a ship that's not even theirs, right? Yeah, so, like, and it's this, it's a total, it's a total dystopic nightmare because you know, in in this fascist. NSA boldly know where no one's known before surveillance state future of Star Trek military fascism, right? That's what, that's what it is. It's space fascism. They're in an anarchy where the Ferengi, and I'm sorry, but like Ferengi does mean foreigner in, uh, in Arabic, right? So we both, yeah, we all know, true. we all know who the Ferengi are and like they're, they have the rules of acquisition and they're, they're space capitalists. They're hyper capitalists in space and they don't let women wear clothes and they like they're you know they're big ears you know so there's a lot of weird stereotypes about the Ferengi right. Reggie so, Miller looks like they, a fucking Ferengi. I just gotta say. They, I mean, I'm just saying like the way they set it up though is they have the same. Uh, that that's where that comes from is the Dax. I think is it. I hope it's. I'm doing this right. Is Dax is the person who's right. got the yeah. It's the, it's the brunette with the yeah tattoo, super like, super hot model lady who gets this brain in her gut that can control like you know how your gut fauna controls well, your mind. Say, so this like is a, a brain. Yeah. This is a brain in your gut and it will it's just a really advanced nervous system replacement and it will it, it's been around for what 13 generations at least before her been an old man and there's this dude the captain who's totally in love with this brain parasite and doesn't care what body like you know you can tell like he's down like i don't know it's, it's they are down. yeah 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 so i don't know so i'd say deep space nine is a good place to go if you want to see like meta personic uh, consciousness because there's a point where they try to say well this thing did this crime do we hold accountable the new body that it's in and they're like well no yeah, because it's a new person stargate the movie the original one the pharaonic kind of like we're going to take a body of a kid and now i've projected my conscious alien consciousness into your body or whatever yeah, I guess that's kind of fair. I mean, that's kind of like a lot you of pull the fair card. I'm trying to tie it all in. Sorry. A lot, a lot. Well, you know, and so then you can look at Ozma, right? So if you know in the uh, Madame Blavatsky inspired 
um, Baum's Wizard of Oz series, and they're looking for Ozma, who's the princess, and where is she? And they finally get this little boy who's an orphan to go looking for her, and he gets he goes through this adventure where he meets like witches without heads, or actually they have lots of heads of other little girls that they wear, but like he he finally finds out that he's Ozma, and that the witch has turned him into the little boy, and so he has to transgender to transubstantiate himself. This is like 1907 like to turn himself into Ozma. And then he becomes complete by becoming the princess, by like not being a little boy anymore, and now it becomes a young woman. And so then Ozma's like the most valuable character after that. So, I mean, it's not a new idea. It's kind of like when people were upset at the new transgender uh, Nickelodeon uh, singing. Oh yeah, and, and if, just, they just forget Ren and Stimpy. Just to be very clear, uh, what I want to point out is I don't take issue uh, with that happening in the series. It's just like there is a science fiction explanation with the symbiote which should be the right. explanation given for I feel multiple personalities and not then, you know, make up some extra stuff just to, in my view, appease he thinks whatever, it's a soft sell for whatever well, yeah, that's, that's, that's Because of the reasoning, not because it's happening, thing. but because of the reasoning, you know? But it's, it's demons, right? Because, like, the idea of medicine and possession, like, barbers used to just say, oh, well, I can't see your disease, but you have a little gimp that lives in your brain and it's hitting you with a hammer mining, right? So that's what we've, we've got this same idea of, like, there are, there are consciousness that's a cancer and it's taking over your body. So we haven't figured out how to deal with this idea of uh, consciousness other than to call it a demon or a disease. I just kind of makes me also think of the 5G thing with your cards because I'm like, isn't that the whole fear? I mean, that's why I don't want to get the vaccine personally because I'm like, I don't know if it's a demon that's strong, but I'm like, this might be something. I love all the pictures. Have you seen the the people? The magnetic stuff? That's my favorite. I'm like, dude, we are living in that cyberpunk video game. This is amazing. I'm trying to ask people to shoot some videos of that. I'm still not buying it, but then uh, some people. (laughs) I'm not sure how to feel. My brother was like, that's the most. The spoon is sticking right here, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, so like, I, weirdness, I, I have like my own, my own, you know, Tartaria thing is all about the reset, right? So I think we're headed towards a reset, and you, you hear them talking about it now, like all of a sudden. So I know when I say they, I don't mean Doctor They from X Files, but like Dave Davos, Davos, the the World Economic Forum, right? Davos talks about it. They're, they they want to have economic resets, they want to have population resets, and if you can imagine like a period where no one's born for a generation. And then all of a sudden you have in vitro uh, frozen eggs and like, you know, like there's a, there's a historical gap between the populations. That's what happened to a lot of people in the 1800s. We had foundling orphan trains and people that don't remember anything in between Europe and America. It's not just because no, one, a lot of people are like, Oh, why didn't my parents tell me? It's like, dude, there were orphans a lot of the time and they were put on trains and they had these newspapers that said, you know, pick up kids at Wednesday, you know? So this is where I think we're going to be headed is there's going to be a generation of people that can't have kids for whatever reason or another. And you keep, you know, it doesn't have to just be that. I don't want to get you guys in trouble, but it could be like um, sperm count dropping by 2045 to zero could be like a lot of other things could be people waiting till they're 40 to have kids um people freezing eggs though are going to be the future of of anti-natalism you know but there will be a point i think when we don't have kids for like 20 years that's what i see coming we just we we just haven't take heed uh, the warning of the georgia guy stones and we just kind of neglected it and now they're just just like "Ah, okay so (laughs) let it let the games begin you know (laughs) but i i I, I, well you know people say people in on the top of the echelon they would think okay well this is this is the gameplay that the planet is dying because people 
don't know how to curb uh, curb their breeding habits. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I have I have kids. So what do I say about that? You know, but <laughs> good, it nice Eddie. is like for the win. Chad, Chad solution right there. <laughs> okay, so I'd karma. like to. I'm bringing karma. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to bring up uh, one, two more things in relation to the, you know, Syap and the alien thing and the mant, or I would now say mantid. You said insectoids in general. So in the. I've met a mantid, so I'll, I'm okay with you saying mantid. Yes. You so... could also say myrnidons, which is what the ancient Greeks called them, because they right. say that Zeus created like hybrid ant soldiers out of time. So... They had their own situation on the. Yeah, um, dude. This, this is like dragons. The, the people have been talking about space cells for a while. So anyhow, that within the Bashar timeline, he's, he's speaking also of the hybridization between the gray aliens, which again are a future parallel version of humans, collectivized, they actually stopped having emotions, stopped having biological uh, reproduction and did the whole gene thing, which is why to me, anyone into channeling and aware of this, I'm like, how can you even consider gene therapizing yourself by Pfizer and all these, but you know, that's a whole other issue. So anyways, and here they come up in terms of the mantids kind of being the controller or not controller, but actually helper faction for the future gray humans, which try to reconnect with us and them kind of using the mantids, which are oftentimes also supposedly to archetypically represent something we would call a founder race and basically asking them to relay in this genetic hybridization and assist them. So now this could be seen as something negative, positive, neutral. However, to me, it's just clear that if anyone, you know, I'd rather have some super much more advanced uh, alien with a higher self-agreement do some hybridization than getting something by some, you know, mad scientist where my honest question, and I'm curious as to your assessment, whether whatever they're doing is even something that's viable. Because I resent the implication that a praying mantis alien from space can't be a mad scientist. Isn't that what? Oh, like, um, well, see that. <laughs> that is not exclusive. I'm, I'm pretty about. sure. I'm space pretty case, sure. In, I'm pretty sure. Inspector, insectoids from space, squid from space, uh, Klingons. I think are the example from Star Trek. There are. There could easily be violent, insane, capitalistic, or whatever the issue is. It could be the Elon other way around. Musk squid. Yeah, or it could be. You know, I think the Borg are the ultimate social democratic example. They're oh, like sure. everyone is. Everyone's one vote, right? It's a social justice at the Borg. But like Klingons are the, the exact opposite. Blockchain, <laughs> the pork is blockchain. God, that's the most. That's, oh, that was boy. terrifying. Yeah, I don't, don't do it. any of it, uh, Rafael. I just want to just like, answer your question directly. What happened? I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't buy any of this stuff, man. I don't think it's I mean, until it's shown that the injections are anything more than a power grab or a kind well, of a okay, money, so a wait, money wait, Hold on, hold on. A, a money generation. A, a money generation operation. I think it's sort of a wait and see. I mean, I know a lot of people have taken it. Nothing's happened. Some people clearly have had a bunch of adverse reactions. Um, but, you know, I guess if the if the, if the hypothesis is it's going to irrevocably change the human makeup, uh, Pfizer and Moderna in the present moment, I think I'm skeptical until we see the evidence. Okay. Okay. So the, you, you don't think that you don't think that the genetic modification of the human race is going to end up genetically modifying the human race, or you don't think that the virus is really a genetic modification or I, I just don't understand exactly. My, so my understand my understanding of Raphael's question was, is Pfizer, is this a genetic modification operation or is it something that will fail for that purpose? So is that right with your, what your question was, Raphael? Yeah. So basically, um, 
whether your assessment is because of so many adverse effects I'm hearing of and other issues. I'm not even sure if this is viable, especially if they want to give shots every half a year. I'd, I'm, I'm f in a sense fearful unless we get, you know, med beds or some advanced detox. Everyone starts raw dieting, you know. Um, yeah, so I'm just curious, same thing I asked Steve Wilner recently, whether he believes this is a viable thing or whether they really just want population reduction hardcore. But, or whether they want to create a superhuman, let's say, in a sense, or really, really yeah, get somewhere so with the modification. It seems like it that. seems like those are the only probable solutions, though, right? One is they fail at genetically modifying us successfully, which would be to successful genetic modification would be to at to an end succeed at changing something you a way you want, but a fail would be to like create mules that you can't breed with, right? So. That I mean, maybe that's a success anyway, because like you're saying, like they want people to be sterilized. That could be a thing. But what I think that is also important is not, I mean, so, and obviously that's happening. That's another thing. We have to remember a lot of people are being sterilized. We're seeing a lot of menstrual flushing. They're saying to ignore, like, you guys know what's happening. I don't know. But is that like, long-term sterilysis is my, I mean, that could be a short-term thing. I think it's going to be, I think it will be a short-term thing. We like don't 20, know. You don't know, right. I think 20, to, 20 years to one generation will probably be sterilized. Yeah. But not well, everyone. Saying, but, but the women okay. that are bleeding now, like they may be yeah. able to get pregnant in a year after doing some fasting and dieting and some turmeric yeah, to get the body back up. Let's, fuck, let's fucking hope that turmeric saves them. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, but in whatever, the, in, if no, it's okay, the yeah. Oh, or the oh, natural hala. healing, whatever. Pray, yeah, 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 yeah. Beekeeping. Yeah. Okay. I hope, I, I hope I, it all I, works. I but hold on, hold on, really quickly. If yeah. if that doesn't work, okay, so then we have this major problem. The other thing is genetically modifying the human race. So I went to school to like not, you know, I went to school for genetic modification to do adenoviral design and things like that. And I used to be like, oh man, I want to make blue hair. I just want to have blue hair. I want to genetically sequence black and white follicles to do that. Oh, oh, CRISPR? CRISPR? Yeah, yeah, studying studying CRISPR and BioTwist. So BioTwist is uh, – now it's called BioTwist. But Twist Bioscience used own, now owns Genome Compiler, which was also the promoter CAD, which were the names of the softwares we use. And we used to send to Japan these sequences and have them brought back. I used to print – a coli with like the brand name of our biocurious lab in it with a 3d printer we or, you know bio printer that we created like so we were trying to make all kinds of adenovirals thinking at that time that adenovirals could be used for promoter sequences we find out in your dna with the gen 23 and me what sequences have a problem then we just snip them and that can end uh breast cancer for instance okay so the problem with that is the sequences that we use are based on specific people with specific genetic lines, which is why we have to study the whole map. And if you hear 1% bad adverse effects, effects, that's what they say. What that means is not like a lottery of random. It means that if you have that kind of DNA, if you come from that ancestral line that's been targeted, then you're going to get bad effects. So people that like, let's say it hits only Gaelic people or it hits only a specific line of people that have this gene of Gaelic people. And we're seeing Carters. people. We're, yeah, or, yeah, I mean, like whatever. But like you can see that there are people that are getting like nerve damage. You know, I know like athletes, you know, like Tim's one of Tim's best friends took the Pfizer vaccine. He can't walk anymore, you know, and they're trying to figure out what to do. He was a skater, pro skater, basketball player, sports person. So and, you know, he comes from one of these genetic uh, backgrounds where like, you, I think some British lab had isolated the gene in some British person. This is what led to the vaccine being made. And now specifically, he can't take it. And they're doing this, you know, their best they can, theoretically. But that's going to be a major uh, problem, causing uh, your immune system to attack its own nerve system. And uh, Andreas, what is this, what is this uh, thing that China patented? You know, like what, uh, just before the outbreak uh, became a global um, 
uh, statement. I mean, they, they, China filed a patent. Uh, I don't know the details on what, what is it that, that, that they filed. Because this, this really concerns this topic, I think. You know? Yeah, so I, I mean, this, so there's probably a number of different things. So clarify which one you mean. But what I do know is this. China decided not to vaccinate their people. They're moving forward as if everything is fine. They're going to maybe well, like, lo- like everybody step up. It's yeah, but so it's but think about Aquarius. but but like it's China, China is eating back guanos. Yeah. But China's but China does have a lot of radio immunotherapy and sonication technology. And so I don't know if that's the patents you've been talking about. Is that the one you're uh, talking about? Okay, you went, keep, keep talking. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, I, so because so what I saw was that recently China started aiming radio like the the 5G style antennas direct. Uh, unidirectionally at people to do sonication and to actually try to like kill viruses because we have plenty of evidence that you can kill viruses with radio because bacteriophages will fall apart you can actually disintegrate them with radio waves so that they could be using radio to actually try to heal their people and that's okay. interesting yeah heal them okay. or okay. kill them okay, that sounds like a star trek solution Okay, let me read the article real quick. Okay, Chinese military scientists filed patent for a vaccine soon after China revealed COVID-19 details in 2020. Uh, news report revealed that uh, this Chinese uh, scientist, Zhou Lushen, a military scientist for the People's uh, PLA, who died in May last year, had filed a patent for COVID-19 vaccine on February 24th, 2020. China has begun... Uh, uh, been the focus of the debate related to the coronavirus pandemic since the beginning of the health crisis. Uh, you know, well, it's rather long, you know, but but basically it goes into details of, of they don't even have any patent name or number. Uh, I, I probably, let me see if I can drop this link in here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to send you a link back at you, actually. If you remember the Wuhan War Games, are you familiar with all that jazz? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, on uh, October 18th of 2019, yeah. Exactly. So I'm I'm pretty convinced. uh, I'm pretty convinced that what happened has to do with the war war games, and also the fact that corporations in China that get purchased and built by American or international corporations uh, do what they're told. So you got a company that you know it's kind of like in the '70s. People like, oh, they're making toys with lead paint. Yeah, because you asked them to make toys with lead paint. Chinese company just does what it's told lots. I mean, sometimes, you know, they, they use kids to do it, and it's like, you know, they beat them with a gun, and it's all terrible. But, like, in general, like, they're doing what they're told to do. So when everyone's like, oh, man, the Chinese did this thing, or, like, the Chinese didn't do this thing, well, all it is is it's a freaking lab wherever they open their international the, the, lab. The world is giving China too much credit. <laughs> China is a copycat. It's a country of man. It's a manufacturing floor. Yeah, it's I mean, look at floor. since since Nixon opened the door, you know, everybody's flooded the whole place to to manufacture iPhones and all that crap. But yeah, and, and that, by the way, it, I don't mean any disrespect to actual China, but, Taiwan. Oh yeah, yeah, but but I'm saying like the, the lab in Wuhan was actually um, guided by the French government. I mean, they they they, they sent the scientists to Paris to to get trained. And then, of course, now we have Fauci. Or San Francisco and New Jersey. They go to all of the schools. Yeah, yeah they, they, they've been everywhere. You know, this. But anyways, they, now they're saying, oh, China's the, the, the mastermind. You know, no, but like even, even just look at, even look at COVID-12 and COVID-8, right? So you have a strain of virus that the Bill Gates has the money and the resources and the notoriety to get delivered to his Canadian lab. The Canadian lab can't do anything with it because – you know, there are laws, so they send it to a place where they can, which is China. Now, guess what? You think China is like the end all? Mm-mm. Like, go to Vietnam, go to Africa, go look at Congo and see what the Chinese labs are doing there. And not just Chinese labs, the French 
I mean, like, have you seen, people don't even know what the French are up to, but it's freaking yeah. diabolical. Island of like, Dr. Moreau. Oh, the you Island know, of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, they have okay, super okay. soldiers, dude. Speaking <laughs> of friends, okay, you, you guys saw the film, uh, you know, The Edge of Tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's <laughs> pretty much what they're up to. Earlier, in terms of how we keep getting close to some kind of singularity, but not yet, like the AI is shifting it. And then I was like, oh, well, I mean, like, people keep, more. I think that there's a misunderstanding there because, like, everyone's like, when are the robots getting here? Robots live in these factories in San Francisco and San Jose, in Vegas, underground. They're working day and night all the time, but they're little robots and they're on the internet working. So you don't notice them, but they've already taken over most of the society. Robots are now, man. We're, it's already here. Yeah, I think it's yeah. worth pointing out just quickly on the COVID thing while we're on this topic, you know, the original sequencing. And you can look at the work of Dr. Kaufman. I think there's three other people. He's got the website where they go through that original paper. But it appears that they just got some lungs from some sick people, about seven of them. And then they used a computer to fill in fill in the gaps to, to create COVID-19, the evil COVID-19. So I think there's a, a case or at least an argument here that it's a, it's a, it's a Bernays style operation through and through all the way. And that these stories about the games and who started it seems to me, maybe if you buy this uh, position that I'm uh, offering here, is just a cover to kind of further the agenda, which to me is the digitization, the COVID world order, if we want to call it that. And, and so it's a, it's a way to pivot people. Conspiracy-minded people will now pivot because, oh, uh, it, was, it was manufactured by China. And then now they might be willing to go along with the agenda. So just to throw that into the conversation. I totally I totally agree. I think that, you know, the main thing here is we're not going to get anything back. Whatever the excuse is found out there, you know, we're, we're losing certain kinds of freedoms. We're going to see more people with chips. We're going to see more people like becoming OK with it because it takes about a year to four years to normalize it. Well, now I've seen like six years old kids so to eight years old there's social fractures where there's like people who think you know you're morally abhorrent if you don't do it there's people who think you're morally wrong if you do i know it. kids who their first kindergarten experience was during covid where they had to wear a mask and stand six feet apart and so this is the beginning of them being like well that's what is normal so you know yeah and i can't speak as to whether this is true but supposedly that wearing masks and six feet apart also is something they love to do at satanic rituals so that's true um, <laughs> i can uh, confirm and to uh, good someone who knows and to reinforce sj's oh. point uh, dr stefan lanka who already did the research with the measles virus and during the hiv aids crisis where fauci was the head of the nih he recently published uh, a control experiment for the original virology experiment i'll put it as simple as i can paraphrasing so you identify a so-called virus, protein, whatever substance you put it in a petri dish with some bovine syrup. It's also all, the, all the, that is sounds really creepy already. But you put it in, you know, and then after some hours you look at it, and of course it's a static system now. It's not within the living body anymore because viruses can't exist, you know, uh, not really in a static or dead system. So you look at this Petri thing and the addition, you say, oh, it deteriorated. There's necrotic material here. Oh, I'm pretty sure that this agent we put in, this protein, this molecule, this virus, is the agent for causing that de de deterioration. But what they never did until now, when Stefan Lanka gave this into a commission, let's say, is do the control experiment with simply making a second Petri dish where they don't put in this agent virus. And guess what? Same deterioration. You know, so and that to me just makes the whole virology thing complete scam. Yeah, just to put it out there. And I agree with SJ that uh, it seems that this is for a year. 
it was like, oh, let's say the left wing can be happy and scoff at the China racist right wing. And now Tucker Carlson, everyone is all happy because now it's from the lab, you know, and I'm not even saying that they're not doing anything there, but it's always important to correctly trace, you know, the, the causal relationships. I, I and do not wonder, though, why, why, though, all of a sudden, so it's like, you know, they were like, anything that the president says is a lie. Now they got rid of him. So now they're like, OK, a bunch of stuff. He said it's true, but what's the point and what value is China not paying enough? Are we supposed to go to war with China now? Like why all of a sudden are they saying this? What's the value? Why are they shifting the blame back to China? My quick just two cents on that is just I put in this box when Rafael was saying his first thing is list of the psyops. And I added one, the China USA Cold War psyop. I think they're going to get a, it's just how you control populations. You always need a new enemy. When you kill Osama bin Laden, Tim Osmond, actually, Zerdis, when you were talking, I was thinking Osmond, Tim Osmond. Um, but, you know, it was, it's been a shift now into Russia, China. And so I think that's just the narrative that they'll use to control the population on the one hand. But two, I do think it has to do with the vaccine rollout. I think it's a way to get more people in. Same with this guy at the Masters. You know, they're showing the punishment uh, uh, that if you don't take your shot, you're going to be punished. So it's, it's a psyop to get more people to, to take the shot or to just uh, consent to the, the COVID world order. Or just, yeah, just, pretend that you did. I feel like a lot of them are going to be like, yeah, I got it. And then just, yeah. you know, I got yeah, it. You know, I, I, I just talked about my experiences that, you know, the, the, the thing, whole thing about the, the Cold War psyop, you know, my dad's military, he was, and uh, he lost his job at Presidio in San Francisco. They, the, during Clinton, Clinton shut down. He was working at the Letterman Hospital, which, uh, Somebody else infamous is working. Um, Michael. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> I I left I leave that name out of it. But but my dad was at the Letterman, and they we're all it thinking down. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know who I'm talking about. But uh, so and then Gorbachev you know, Foundation was invited in to take over the compound. So so you know, and at the same time, you know, that was 1992, and that 93. Uh, uh, that's when it all began, and then of course the uh, the the Long Beach um, Naval Shipyard where they shot Top Gun. You know <laughs> that that was almost loaned to PLA to the Chinese uh, People's Liberation Army. So so there, there's yeah, it's, it's definitely everybody's in the, the same game. It's, it's all war game. It's a psyop. Like you know, Russia never was our enemy. Uh, or, or Kara Rosen said that too. You know, she said she went there during the 80s. Like, <laughs> we, we're setting ourselves up for a war. And, uh, and I think China is just another case of, you know, my, my parents live in Taiwan right now, which uh, I, I lived there when I was a kid. So I knew uh, the air raids and all that crazy, you know, fear the communist crap, you know, the, the rare fear. So it's everybody's being duped, you know, everybody, the whole world. And uh, they, they don't know. They didn't know that every all the world governments, they work together. You know, the, the leaders, they all go to the same. I, I know that that's getting really conspiratorial where they're. They go to the same. Oh, I'm just stretching my isn't neck. That, I don't think any of that was like. Isn't it? Isn't it weird though that like the idea that the world's run by a series of relationships has become like, you know, it's actually like Inspector crazy. Gadget. It's like old guy in like shredder gear with a cat. Yeah, there's only one guy who talks to a cat. There's no way that there's just a bunch of people that work together. That'd just be nuts. But it's deployed. This is the thing about that is I find so funny. It's strategically. Um, deployed this accusation so let's say the so-called left or whatever we want to call these people i call them just downloaders of the mainstream narrative of the oligarchy media or corporate mainstream narrative let's call them that they're willing to admit that there's these relationships of power are a big part of the problem when it's like 
leftist critiques of corporations or something, generally speaking, or around labor or race, is, you know, if you bring that in. But as soon as you you say, well, let's broaden that out and use the same logic for other types of relationships and other situations, then they cry conspiracy theory and throw the label. So it's almost like everybody's admittedly a conspiracy theorist. It's just when you're told to dismiss something that with that label, you just take it without question. And and anyhow, this is my 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 biggest critique of the whole thing. To go back to the original point Raphael made, I really feel like we're living in an age to hold mine up. I mean, this is like the most powerful manipulation, nervous system, brain loop manipulations machine that we've ever had. And people are so addicted. I mean, I'm included. I'm struggling with my addiction every day. But I mean, you get addicted to it. And if you're getting feedback loops from program media, I mean, it's almost like we're dealing with this brings up the point we were talking about earlier. Of we can control where the it's like the ghost in the show. We have this kind of agency within the hardware, so to speak. And that's part of the battle is not letting someone else take over the hardware, you know, and trying to distance. The, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, it is the black mirror. You know, if you look really look yeah. at it. You know, got a rock with a black mirror. But it doesn't have to be evil, right? Because the thing is, it's like we're using it right now to make media that people are watching to escape from the narrative. Like there are going to there's going to be some kid in Idaho and some kid in Slovakia. I don't know. And they're going to be watching the, and some kid in Taiwan, you better bet. And he's going to be like, wow, I don't have to go along with these people because I know now the truth that there's another way to be. That's all it really. And so that's crazy how powerful that is, you know? Yeah, it's so I just want to point out a quick sync because okay. I was looking up a lyric because you said something I think SJ about uh, living in an age, uh, or somebody had said that word and I was like, oh, that reminds me of an arcade fire lyric from My Body Is a Cage. It says we're living in an age that calls darkness light. Very you know ecclesiastical apocalyptic literature. But then somebody just said uh, another word that is an arcade fire lyric. So I'm I'm tripping out. Anyway, I'm just like overloading on my sync. You. Keep talking about whatever. Wait, you which which like, which word was it, bro? I, now I got to think. Uh, it's like uh, that. Okay. No, but I mean that's the Word great challenge of, of the age, and I think you're exactly right, Exodus. I mean, as creators, as as um, active participants in the matrix, let's say that we, I assume, we're all wanting to support awakening and love and healing for the collective. You know, how do you use the tools in a jujitsu style? I mean, and this is the dance. And like writers in communist, communism before the fall of the wall, they would say it was better to actually be accepted by the boards, the censor boards. And, and the art was figuring out how to make your novel subversive at the same time it was accepted. So yes. that you could kind of, you know, and so, but then if you, it, that's a real hard, that's a fine razor sharp line. I mean, unless, unless you're Slavic, if you're already, so that's for me, I'm like, thank God we're living in this gulag, cyber gulag is paradise. Because I can do the Mikhail Gorbachev kind of, you know, well, actually, uh, Boga, Bogakov, right? Like the uh, master of the margarita, that one. I just think it can be a dangerous dance because like at a certain point, all of a sudden you're like, I'm just walking this line. And then you're in like the pedophile den at Bohemian Grove thinking you're being subversive, you know, so you like how do you how, you've got to be careful and dude and, how uh, do you be just how do you be subversive at bohemian grove that's like my new challenge i don't even know bring alex jones and the cameraman and take the picture and then send it out no he was no he, alex he, jones he, is <laughs> alex jones now he has to like i hung out with alex jones a couple times recently he's like the nicest decent most decent person in the world he's, he's like a, a comedian, comedian. He, he, he's a radio yeah he's a radio shock jock comedian but like he's not yeah like he's not like a I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't mean like he's not punk rock. Like he's super punk rock and it's all. It's probably not as like, crazy as his character might portray him. And yeah. we forget he was in Waking Life. That's when I remember. Like he he's been pretty yeah. 
anti the he has a side guard. <laughs> Andreas, if, yeah. you, if you recently hung out, let me just ask one thing. So, um, all right, he's a woman. What do you want me to say? No, 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 no. And he's not he, Bill Hicks. He's actually least, a gay frog. I, I wouldn't assume. No, that. no. Actually, I want him to be Bill Hicks. So we talked about this a lot. I'm like, dude, just tell him you're Bill Hicks. Just tell him. Jordan Maxwell. Just do it. Just say you are. Like, in, you know, start suing people for using Bill Hicks footage. Just do it. See what happens. Like, it'd be because he's a radio jock. So, so he would. What I'm curious about, basically, and I'll deliberately ask, you know, the spicy question, but in terms of, for example, David Knight, as I understand, until recently had a show, he does very grounded reporting, I would say, and apparently had some fallout. And, you know, I'm even not interested in judging or scoffing at anyone because I can only imagine it's hard enough to have such a huge platform, you know, and, you know, walk the fine line. You have other things like Sandy Hook strangeness, you know, who can claim to really know what's up. But what's like your impression in terms of him navigating this or whether he's had been touching up to some glass ceilings and had to be you yeah, know, exactly. more careful, even though he maybe exactly. wants the best and is very decent and so no, on. Yeah. But, exactly. Yeah. The guy, the guy, okay, if he gets fired, then, you know, it's not just him in a van down by the river. It's like a thousand people that sell vitamin pills, right? Like he's got all these kids in Austin that work for him now to do the InfoWars stuff and whatever it's called, band TV, band TV or whatever it's called, band video. So all of this stuff, they has to pay people to do. And so if any of that gets shut down, you know, it's not just him, it's everybody else. So I get that now because like I if I live in a van- Darwinianism, bro. Yeah, like if you have to take care, if you get that father <laughs> vibe, you have to take care of people, you won't. You be careful. Okay. And you know, I, I, I got to go soon. So I, I just leave one more point since we're on the, the AJ subject is that um, I, I can probably drop the, the video link. But uh, he interviewed this guy, uh, Bob Chapman. Uh, he is a financial advisor. He was on the InfoWars many, many times. And he died uh, in, back in 2011. Um, there was one episode, I don't know if you know, but he taught basically – Alex Jones tried to get it out of him because he was trying to say, uh, uh, well, I was, <laughs> he, he basically had spilled the beans and talked about how he was invited to a secret screening uh, by these elite group of uh, industrialists that he doesn't even know who they are, but just a bunch of billionaires sitting in the screening room, just select few. And he basically, uh, on that episode, he was, he was telling Alex Jones that he saw, make sure my children are listening to this. But <laughs> uh, Basically, he saw Ronald Reagan on the film, caught with his pants down with the dominatrix of putting a strap on into him. So that that was that what happens. I figured. What they, what, yeah. So so so. Anyways, I'm not. I, I, we don't know. I don't. I didn't see it. But I mean, I know, all, do you doubt? All, all, all do you doubt is, it? Do you doubt it at all? Do you doubt it? Do you doubt it at all? Okay. Here, Bob Chapman. I used to subscribe to his financial. I used to be a day trader. This guy's legit. Okay? Just say no. So, it's very different. Now. Yeah, but but. But the, uh, about three or four months after that episode, he died. I don't know if it's natural cause or whatever. I don't know heart disease, something, some well, kind of. He shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have been so specific. Like you know. So here's yeah. the deal, ladies. Oh, you okay, can always but, but, say. Okay, okay, you can okay, say okay, that they Andrew, do that. Okay. You can't say who they do it to. Yeah. You can't okay. prove it. Okay, Andres. Okay, okay. Because I gotta go. So uh, I'm just gonna tell what I think. Okay. Because we we know the Epstein thing. We know. Uh, the the Franklin, you know the 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 whole, uh, you know the Omaha, you know Franklin, Franklin boys school, uh, or boys town. Yeah, boys yeah, town, yeah, yeah. The, the boys, boys, boys town. town. So, Larry so Lawrence nothing King. is more. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that nothing is more powerful than getting industrialists, politicians all rounded up, drugged out, 
and they wake they wake up next to a bunch of miners naked. Totally. And caught yeah, on tape. They do it to everybody. It doesn't take a lot when of drugs do, to do, do that to that, somebody. You, you got the it's whole modern industrial Game of Thrones. I mean, that's what it is. You, you got like, you yeah. got all the red buttons. Go bigger. Go, go go bigger. It's it's not just this one country. The whole world's been run like that forever. Right? That's like the well, way yeah, it's yeah. been. And go <laughs> get, bigger. How do you finance that? How do you finance that? You control the money supply. So you got to go even bigger because unlimited money means you can pay anybody you want to do to set this. Thing yeah, up. but they also they yeah. own hook they own well, orphans, it's, it's, they own hookers, they own schools, they own churches. Black, they they, black, they black turn they, all the money you need. Yeah, black turn girls. All they, turn, the they turn girls yeah. into prostitutes. Like they psychologically now have with Instagram turned every thirteen year old girl into someone Looking selling themselves 13. as a commodity. So it's it's a lot easier than it's ever been before. The CIA make their own money selling cocaine and, be, and little kids, so they don't really need their tax money anymore. They've already yeah, figured before out. Before we go down, they don't need whole tax money. Is a joke. I know you got to go. Yeah, but okay, I mean, we got to get you back on for your own thing. It's important. We're talking with other people. Thanks for giving us your time. Yeah, I really look forward to seeing that. And and Eddie's always great. You're awesome. Eddie, thanks for bringing up Bob Chapman. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much, Eddie, for coming on. Thank you. Okay, guys. Okay. Adios. So I want to take this. I mean, if we're going to do AJ, let's just do AJ. Let's fully do it. Because I I mean, I grew up in Austin. I was listened to him before on public access as a teenager. I know. Do you think he was? Do you think he's Bill? Do you think so? Absolutely not. I think that's crazy. Okay. I don't um, either, but yeah. I really love the story. Yeah. I think he needs to start telling people. He is. It's funny. It's funny, actually. It, it's it's cool. I mean, there's some similarities for sure, but no, I don't think he's. I think it. German Texans kind of do look alike. I guess, if you're that racist, just on a broad level, you could say they all have kind of a vibe. I guess. Yeah, but so 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 this is. I mean, if we let's. I think we should do this whole thing. Because if you are you in Austin now, Zerdis? No, I'm in DC. Um, okay. So he came through when we were doing. So I, I worked for Tim Pool. Yeah. He did Tim Pool's show twice, and uh, yeah. So I've been invited to go hang out at his ranch. I've seen him a couple other times now. At like we went to the DC, uh, you know, marches and things like that over the last couple of years. I've, are last you an insurrectionist? Are you? Are you an? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Are you? Are you? Are going to come I'm, take you I'm, I'm like Edburn Bernays, but with a bigger dick. I just really want to take over pop culture now. I think what we need to do is, like you said, is like kind of turn around the psyop, point it at people, let them see what they're doing, let them feel like, hey, do you feel that? That's the rising action of the pop song trying to get you to buy Jello, and then from there we can like tell them how to like make their own feelings real, and then that's neuro linguistic programming and all that. You know, like t- turn people into self actualized people like yourself. That's what I want to do. Cool. Well, I just want to raise a few questions, see what you think about this. It, it's relevant, I think, to culture creation and, you know, what is AJ? Who is AJ? Who does he may work, maybe work for? Who has he worked for? Um, there's a, There was a whole documentary. for John Galt. Actually. Maybe six, seven years <laughs> ago. Yeah, who is John Galt? Um, and I'm trying to remember the guy. He's out of Dallas. He's a, he's a, he's a really fringe researcher. Um, and, I, and I'll get his name up here in a second. I'll find it. But he basically exposed, I think it's called the, it was called the um, American Conservative Org or something. And I'll get the name of this organization too. But members of this group were all the guests that Alex had on his show. I mean, General Stubblebein, you know, uh, Flourish Schlafly or whatever, Phyllis Schlafly. There were, basically, his whole roster was part of a, a secret. It's, it's like the right version of, let's say, Bohemian Grove or 
Um, what's the what are some of the other big groups you guys can help me fill fill me in here? I can't try lateral commission for the for the right. Skull right. and Bones, the well, Club that's, of that's Rome. Bit, that's more secretive. I'm talking about like official orgs you can join. That Bilderberg. Like, oh, that was, okay. Trilateral is probably a better example. Or CFR. Trilateral. CFR. CFR and trilateral. Okay. This is the CFR for the right. And so what I my theory on it, and this is just a theory, of course, I don't know, and it's not to impugn or call anybody a, a, a mantid, a mantoid or whatever, um, but I, I do think there is networks of power. Um, on the right, Bob that are probably the affiliated, Bob. That's a great one to, to bring up too. But that are that Jones somehow got involved in because I was a longtime listener in Austin and I knew all of its guests like Bob Chapman. There's a pre about 2012 Alex Jones and a post 2012 Alex Jones, very clearly in terms of the themes of, of what is advocated. Um, and it's and it, and it coincides with Trump, the rise of Trump. And so there was and a the deal tone cut. And color. There was a deal cut clearly all, where yeah. it's like, all right, I'm I'm on the Trump train and the power structure and the money and everything behind that. I'm with the Trump train. And that destroyed it, destroyed his operation because in this in one sense, it regenerated it. I mean, it's still going strong now. And I like what he's doing now with the anti-COVID stuff. Exactly. Really I'm almost like back. anyone at least against this type of genocide, you know. <laughs> Can't be but, but there's a clear but yeah go ahead it's a night and day difference like and there's videos you can pull up on youtube they're probably gone now but it was like on the point of terrorism what he used to say was the terrorists are funded by the government left and right are the same this is you know it, there was this whole alex jones kind of position on false flag terror fake terrorism the phony construction of the islamic enemy about it exactly exactly and that all went away where then now he was saying we need to go after him, go get him, go Trump, you know. So this is the key question for me about that operation. Who did they sign the deal with? What was the terms of the deal? You know, and and anyhow, I just throw that out there for people that are listening. I'm sure other people can sense that shift too. Anybody that was watching the, the show. I, and I remember listening like, shit, this again? What happened to the old one? What happened to the old position? You know, and so anyhow, I think that's so, a risk. So here's my, here's my theory on that. All right. So the years you're talking about are like 1999 to 2006 at the latest, 2003 maybe at the earliest. You think, right? No, no I, I think the shift happened about 2013 to 2014 to 20. Like it was, it was the rise. Oh, yeah, of the yeah, 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 so yeah. Anything yeah. before 2000, that? 2006 to 2012 is when it was all like of the great stuff shifted Trump. Yeah, 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 yeah. But let's before we go there, let's do the okay. most. I mean, let's do Joe, the most. Let's do the most science like like. Let's basic, break it down. Let's okay. do the most basic possible thing that happened. Everyone old died. All of these greatest generation Americans who were, you know, the Republican Party and the old racist Democrats, the original Democrats died. And so the Democrats are like, we own this. We've got all the the communists are gone. Kind of we the CIA controls the new uh, moderate ideology. We have carry all stuff. The Republican Party, the Christian right was dying. And so the people that were taking over were the sons and daughters of the Christian right. And so this new group of people that were like, we're going to control the Republican Party. What do we want it to be about? And it was post neoconservatives. And so the neoconservatives like Donald Rumsfeld, um, um, Scooter Libby, uh, you know, the, the Karl Rove, like these kinds of guys who have been studying tra uh, Straussian neoconservative documents, they thought that the way to win was to basically do what the communists were doing and to control it because we needed to have poor people that work in some place. And so we need to control China. And so we need to have Rockefeller do it. 
And so all of a sudden, the neoconservatives were cycling back around to the same people who took over the Democrats in the 70s. And so the people that created the Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations, which was created because the Asians weren't allowed into the Bilderberg Group. So the Japanese were needed. All of a sudden, there was a lot of finances and and, and Pepsi, right? And so Pepsi had uh, purchased Soviet uh, tankers and machine guns and nuclear-powered submarines and shit in exchange for barrels of Pepsi oil. Which they syrup, which they brought to the Soviet Union. So all of a sudden, all of these things had switched around, and whatever was you know in charge of the Republican Party in the '90s was dead. And it was a lot of that was Christian Middle America who had been part, you know, um, conserving the values of focus on the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff disappeared from the Republican Party. Uh, I mean, from the from well, I mean. Some of that's still there, but like really you have a whole new kind of Republican that starts to emerge. You have the Carlson Tucker uh, era that shows up and you know, that was not what Republicans were in the seventies and the eighties, you know, like this new kind of uh, uh, MAGA, you know, movement was because the Republican party party was emptied of all the people that had been in, in power of full position. So the young blood had, had taken over and Trump saw that as about a value, but he'd been, an independent, you know, he wasn't a Republican at that time. So the Republican party like was manufactured very quickly, like overnight in 2012 by internet memes, like you say. Um, but that's the thing I think is the most interesting because PSYOP wise, it does look, a, it reeks a lot of like military style PSYOP. It's very, very similar from what we know about what they do to QAnon and everything. But there's a, there's also a weird difference. I mean, it's, it could be that the difference is just that it's socially recruiting so many people to make the memes for it, that it was like legitimately like they got so many actual non-agents to build it that it looked more organic. Cause that's a big thing the CIA do in the NSA as well as they'll get, they'll use fingerprints of other people to make it look like the job was done by somebody else. But at the same time, uh, it destroyed the status quo for four years. Like they were, in, they were in power everywhere else but they lost power in Washington. They moved into California, but it destroyed power the way that they used to have it. So it seems like there really is a difference between the CIA that created QAnon to bring Biden back into power and the, uh, whatever CIA, whatever the group of people who created uh 4chan's uh, pizza gate uh, thing, the thing that created like the Trump uh, election that seems like some pretty disgruntled people. And they have people that probably in the seventies were upset and in the eighties were upset um, as well. So you have like 60 to 70 year olds um, that it probably financed it. Of a psyop like that. Well, I mean, let, me just, let me just throw in the, the names here. Exactly. I got him up. I found the researcher. Josh Reeves is the guy's name. He's out of Dallas. Um, he came out in 2011 on a red ice program with his research. It was kind of a bomb in a way. And this happened before, the, the deterioration of what I'm describing is going to be kind of the shift, the shift of Jones into this, what I would call, um, I think you're using good terms here, Exertus, like uh, more of a, I think what happened is that they, the internet was unleashed, right? We have the golden age and the aughts. And these ideas, let's call it truth. I think someone on this call earlier said truth is kind of what we, you know, is the, the tuning fork, right? Everybody wants to come around truth. They let the truth out. Jones was part of that. He was given basically a wide leash if he was if he was involved in something before or he was just honest and sincere and telling truth. And it exploded millions all over the world. I mean, there was times in the aughts when Alex Jones, you could go anywhere in Europe and people would recognize him and clap as a hero. He was a folk hero because he was basically overthrowing the 
the world order, the corporate world order that everybody you know inherently knows exists and controls things. So what happens though is that I think what my theory would be, let's say Jones was just running free telling the truth. You know, he just they came into the office one day. There's guys, five guys in suits, and says national security. You have no choice. You're too big now. You, you're you, you know you're ours now. Here's what you have to do. And then and then they used his program as to to reincorporate people back into the mainstream political sort of system. And now they become Republicans. So like you're saying, Zerdis, they kind of invent a new Republican Party by just using what's already widely popular and then kind of reforming that and then and, and plugging that into the you know networks yeah, of official political but, power. But I, I don't think he necessarily I don't think it's as simple as he understood or maybe it's as complicated as he understood them doing that. I think what it was was and this is what happened to like Che Guevara and Fidel Castro. Like I'm in charge now. You guys suck. You guys were the worst people ever. I, I'm telling everyone on you. And now I'm in charge. And now all of a sudden you're the worst guy ever because you're in charge of the worst system ever. So I think, you know, he was seeing like, wow, like we're about to win. Like I rattled some tails, you know, I got people all upset about the status quo. Now we're going to come into this new era. What's going to happen? You know, but it wasn't. But so, so this is where, and this is the key thing. It's like, I don't, I don't think that it's the ought Alex Jones that mindset, that mentality, that knowledge set, you know, that idea set would ever agree that Donald Trump in 2016 is a representative of that idea set winning. Well, he I would mean, never don't, agree about that. Don't, and, don't and so, Trump is, but that's uh, what he was saying. That's what he, yeah, that's what his show became was that this I, is our guy. This is our guy. It was diametrically opposed to the I, old model. I feel it. I feel it. You're right on a lot of levels that like, you know, Trump was like not, the same like he was saying oh dude everyone's part of the show there are some things about trump though that are weird right like he's basically the caddy for the golf club that the rich go to they don't love him they don't respect him they don't treat him like that he's one of them so i can see why he'd be the odd man out and and alex is like oh wow all my life i was just wrong about this guy i can see how he could have done that i mean just also knowing him again he's a shock jock he's as, as much as he knows about a lot of stuff happening, he's basically Art Bell. He doesn't know, um, you know, he's not like, a, he's not, he doesn't pretend to be a brilliant uh, man or something that ex- oh. Ex- Yeah. Oh, he's a genius man. And he knows it, man. That guy's, and he, <laughs> no, he is. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's, one of he's the not dumb. People. He's not dumb. Oh, he, but he's, he's articulate. He's fast yeah. thinking. He knows everything. And it, there was a clear decision at some but he point. Drink, he drinks like a liter of scotch. He's an alcoholic, time. a hard crock. Like he's he pretty brutal. For, for a bunch of those yeah. years, he was sober. And then he, I think when they got him or whatever happened, it really messed that up. That might have to do with it. Yeah, I was about to say, I think yeah. I started noticing heavier drinking right around the ship you're talking about. That's yeah, a that's just, point. Just something that's to, a good point. To, 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 we can get off of Jones here, but this is the the higher point, I think. And it's interesting. If you're working with Tim Pool, I mean, these are relevant questions for you. I mean, yeah, yeah, Tim sure. Pool is a... He's a massive name. He's hugely popular. He dominates the the, the media space in some ways. He's a decent and, guy. He's like he doesn't drink or smoke or anything, and he's just a skater kid. So I think that's helped him be like he's consistent, you know. So, but there's a lot throw, less allure mystic mystique behind it. Let me throw this to you because this is my this was my theory on this last election was. Um, you know, okay, culture creation is the kind of the topic we're on here. And this is one of my favorite topics. Like, how do you manipulate and create culture? It's Bernays meets intelligence agencies meets, you know, uh, corporate power. It's that nexus of like, if you're on the top, you want to influence the body politic and the masses, the population. Culture creation is an essential component. 
Um, and in this internet age, it's like something like Joe Rogan is a great example. I mean, this guy got wildly popular having all kinds of, I, they're so-called fringe, not even really that fringe amongst the fringe, but he had wild ideas on. And then there's a moment you can draw the line. All the audience, I mean, I talked to scores of people. It's like, what happened? He's now gone over to some other side. And is that um, by design? If you were a culture creator, wouldn't you let people run for 10 years free reign and then you call in the plan when it's when it's ripe, when it's time to shift it over and then manipulate the culture? So you, you allow know, them to naturally organically grow and not realize what they're being part of and you pull them well, in? Could or be. they realize it maybe not fully, but they, you know. It's well, like, you know, his grandfather, though, was in military and his father, too. So when you start to look at, like, the kind of people they – select to do this it's pretty obvious like if your grandfather was a 32nd degree freemason they were in the military and like you know like you're you're probably going to be one of the ones that they rely on and if you have any sort of connection to king george the third apparently i've noticed that's like something that like so i mean this is to me it's not even that that means these people are so-called bad like it's just we have to be to have transparency amongst people that are so-called awake and by the way this term awake, it used to be such a positive term. We would say, are you awake in like the alternative sphere? And it just meant, are you into non-sanctioned ideas? Then that became woke. And now it means this particular kind of ideology. I'm sad because we yeah. said, you are you woke? It was, and it was about the matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I, I'm taking it back, man. I'm taking yeah. all these ideas back. The spectrum, the word awakening, let's take them all back. I mean, awakening, awakening became uh, associated with the QAnon thing, right? So woke and awakening is like everyone's using words wrong. I'm, I'm all right with that. It's time to use etymologies instead of populist terms. <laughs> but, but, so, but really quickly, though, I want to say Trump, uh, Trump was like – Trump was somebody who uh, the underdog aspired for – because the media made it look like he was the underdog. And so that's like an important thing. Like the people, you know, on, on both sides seem to forget. It's like, if the Democrats hated him so much, they shouldn't have made him to be the underdog because of course, everyone's going to like identify with them. But then also the right should be aware. Okay. How is he the underdog? Because, you know, in the only sense that he's an underdog is that like, he doesn't come from the Royal family. Like, I mean, he kind of probably does because everyone does. So where is the where's the real line here? The royal family don't like him. What is it really about? It seems like we're just getting too involved with the royal court. Like I don't see why everyone's so like they want to be part of the royal drama. So I think I think so. My theory on it is this: I think they actually do like him. I think that um, he is actually was hired to play this very specific role, which is called a chaos agent. And um, I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it's it's it was you had to have a chaos agent going into the 2020. They knew 2020 was the great reset. They've known astrologically. They've known in terms of the planning for many, many, many decades. And so this is how do you set up a, a crisis, a revamp of the society? You before it, you destroy it with it with a chaos agent. And so I believe Trump was this this hired chaos agent using the popularity of the Alex Jones style truth telling. They they it's like they they were able to take everything, wrap it up into this Trump uh, package and then, then slam it down, you know? And I don't think it's, so just to say in the future now, where we are present- well, It feels a little like Jerry Springer, right? Where it's like, you might have a serious topic being addressed, but then if all you're having is circus shit going down, it's like, it's really hard to focus on the topics at hand. And then all of a sudden the people beforehand who you might've loathed look very serious, stoic, responsible. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the other thing about Trump is like, what? look at the feet, look at the advocacy. It's indistinguishable from, I mean, a, a lot of issues from, from what Biden and Obama did. I mean, there's a continuity of Wall Street 
and you know uh, military policy and you know the kind of core you know um, and have institutions. You seen, they also have call you seen it Alan Green's uh, whole. <laughs> obama trump thing i mean i'm sure you have right the synchro yeah so i think it starts getting deeper than just like players like it gets really weird even when um uh eddie was on earlier and i was going to mention this in the space but david charles plate and other people have mentioned just like the high levels of it seems like screening for roles of characters and movies it gets into this almost fatalistic level of things it seems like almost like dark city where it's like who is doing what while we're not paying attention jesus christ like you are incarnated here from another realm that we're all doing rituals for okay now we can confirm you're the person we sent from this higher level realm and now you you're locking you're the young in pharaoh here. ball says so <laughs> i totally agree with the, all of that stuff jim i think we're dealing with levels of, of structures of reality that we i mean are not talked about and um are, are certainly part of all of this you know it's it's the unseen realm you know, and, and uh, I think Trump is, yeah, it was, I mean, it's clear he was meant to be that role. If you even go back to The Apprentice and NBC and even exert us how, if you remember in the election, I mean, they made him. They He got that advertising. Isn't his son conjunct Uranus? It's like he is chaos in a sense. I mean, I'm a Gemini's um, son, Leo Rising, like he is, but I thought at some level he had something conjunct his son. Are you guys Leo's familiar son. with uh, D-Hawk, the guy who invented the Visa and ATM machine? No. no. So D double E Hawk H O C K. And it's worth looking up. He's a guy who realized in the sixties and seventies that banks with their doors opening, like screaming at you, ha and closing again, wasn't working. And people wanted their money at random hours for hookers and blow, and, you know? So he's thought, let's build a machine that people can just get money out of at random times because we don't know what time they're going to want the money on. It's cri- these people are chaos consumers, you know, and the banks didn't know what to do with all this chaos. But then they thought, well, there's a certain amount of reasonable expectation for chaos we can have in order. <clears throat> and so he came up with this word called K-order. And so then he developed the chaotic principles. There's like chaotic, uh, you know, nonprofit structures, chaotic corporate structures for like if you have you know a bunch of randomness and chaos but there's specific things you as a group care about those are the things that you can make sure happen the enemy of my enemy can be my friend to these specific chaotic goals right so k order is really important especially to this like anarchistic reality we live in where theoretically there's not supposed to be everyone talking about this new world order well you know maybe but like that it's still just then a couple of people that are working towards this chaotic goal of a new world K order. So you had a whole you know, Epstein, um, British royalty connection, however real or not that is kind of lends itself to the chaotic reality of it, because it seems like there's a lot of people doing things that matter ultimately, but they didn't realize maybe that they would. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Being like, a hooker oops, is so you know, the crazy stepson who just got drunk at the party and wore a Nazi uniform or whatever. It's like that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a masseuse and a drunk nephew because they're the most important people in the world, you know, K order. I mean, there's chaos. This is a great point. I mean, there is this, when people will criticize conspiracy, so-called conspiracy theory, they say, oh, come on, no one could ever do that. That's like the, one of the, fa- the favorite critiques. There's, you know, no one has that much ability. Two or three people can't control the chaos, but they don't understand the theory incorporates the chaos. I mean, that's not the point. We're not dealing with 
absolute control of like someone who's imagining what they imagine exactly happens. It's a chaotic flow of interfacement. They've actually perfected these techniques of social engineering. That's why they studied it for centuries and millennia. And there's textbooks and there's experts that know. I mean, these are refined skills of, of how there, to manipulate. There's ways to bake a seed, they say, so that it, you never react to it again. You never, you've heard it so many times you're bored with it. You are done with it. You've talked about five is two plus two equals four so many times. It's not five. You're done with it. You know, like you can make people never question something again. And you can also make them uh, be like, fuck you. You know, it is this. And that's a big thing for people is they love reactionarily being like, you know, when they get to 18, they start smoking and drinking and doing, you know, drugs and whatever, because they've been told not to do it. So it's designed. It's easy. Of course, they're going to do it. So it's, it's very oh, easy to program people. Yeah, Rome Spring. It's very easy to teach people how to destroy themselves and to make them like Tavistock think it's like a good idea. And it's like what everyone does, you know, when yeah, they get to the I mean, stage. Everybody wants to drink some of the blood of Christ, no, in terms of becoming alcoholics and Dude, church, right? Vaxed so, and waxed, I, bro, and I, ready I, to yeah. party. This I was about to the say biggest medic thing where I think you pulled the card trauma. It's like that's the whole point. I mean, isn't that the whole point of black magic and weird shit? It's like cause enough different disassociation and insert your fucking narrative and then there you're a fucking smith agent well that's why people i think we need to teach and to go back to education i forgot who think someone was talking about here but i mean at least when i was in school and this was in the 90s and 80s late 80s and early 90s i mean i would go to english class and it was all like all right critique it they say this is that true how do you determine if a claim is real i mean we were taught the basics of challenging ideas that were presented it all stopped with dangling chads man <laughs> what is real? I don't even. But I mean, mm. like that should be the the number one, uh, you know, ethos or the kind of ethic of the body politic is don't trust, stop trusting, and and break down what's being presented in front of you and analyze it, you know. I, I mean, and, and that isn't even taught, you know. And so we have when people say things like COVID deaths, six hundred thousand COVID deaths. That's horseshit. That phrase is fucking horseshit. It's totally inaccurate. It's not real. You would have to break it down. There's been 600,000 death certificates where COVID was checked because there was a positive PCR test. We don't know what cycles or how many cycles, but within 30 days of the person dying, 80% of them had comorbidities. That would be the accurate phrase, but that doesn't fit into that's hard to sell, though. the narrative. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's not so. So you, I mean, we're, we're suffering from this greatly, and I, I'm, you know, you think Zertus that we're gonna we're gonna transform the media and have like a woke kind of population. I mean, I'm. I, I wish that was true. I mean, but I'm I'm more of well, like these the model. kids who are so young, they're not watching Entertainment Tonight or fucking CPS or you know what I mean? Like there's a whole group of people who are like, all I've ever watched is Twitch. So I don't know what y'all. Yeah, I, and I'm not. I'm, that's right. interesting to me. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, Generation I'm, Z is a, I've heard some weird stuff coming from these kids. They are completely on their own thing and they don't have laugh tracks. They, he, anymore, them, she. You know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they, the, him, she. But the they Legion. also... They, and you, you have to imagine it also from like a neoliberalism kind of point of view that's actually the benefit of this is that they're able to identify online as someone who has the shoes that they want to have and be the gender they want to be and look the way they want to look. And so they're going to have a lot of less hangups than we had at first. They're going to have different hangups for sure. Don't get me wrong. But like these ones that were, you know, our high school, you know, reality checks that's all going to seem like innocuous to them. They're going to be like, oh man, it took you 20 years to deal with being able to be, be around other people. Like they might not care. They might be able to out 
last the Facebook generation because they won't be part of it at all. Well, the downside of be that part is that of- Timothy McVeigh's will be substantially more regular <laughs> or whatever because uh, it'll just be like people with nothing to lose and zero fucks. No, I like. I'm. I'm. I'm I, it sounds great. I just. I see a lot of that. Uh, SJ, you may have just muted yourself, or it's just me. Okay, yes, sorry, it does seem like there are a lot. There, some of them were kind of lockstep within Biden. So, like for, from my perception, when I see that Gen Z, I do like the identity freedom stuff. I do like some of the critiques they're willing to to throw out against Can power. Can Gen Z vote yet? Are they able? I think they're just the. Are they the ones just below voting, or are they voting now? Sheesh. I think they're like twenty four and below. Something oh my like gosh! Yeah, yeah. I just want to know if they understand that the party system is a scam. You know, that's what I'm more interested in than whether they vote. And just briefly, these kids don't even know earlier, what a party is. Yeah, I wanted Squares. to mention continuity, and there is of course continuity of government. Doug journalist looks into this a lot, and you know. Even David Knight recently and many others, you know, certain agenda points appear to stay the same. However, still, what Trump certainly did, I mean, nobody else before told MSM straight in the face, you are fake news. And of course, if then everyone but stops thinking, some other narrative of course, that, of course, you know, I'm about like, to say that. We need that. to get off a two-party system, so how do we do that? Yeah, Let's yeah, let them kind yeah. Of oh, well, if that, is the, if that is moment. the goal, but what I just want to say is that if they would really believe that they can catch everyone with AJ and Joe Rogan, and then that will just be the new mainstream and everyone will be programmed through that. If there is not also like an inherent splintering effect, that may ultimately, you know, serve us in terms of go, diversity. Go way more dystopic, I think. Or at least go more science like fiction. Like an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or who's, 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 no, no, I just want to ask, whose who's story is it? Let I mean, me tell, tell you. a story, but whose story is it? And who, who thought it up and for, to what ends? But go ahead. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I, when, so when I was a little kid, man, I, I found out recently that a lot of the video cassette tapes I had, there were like 8,000 copies of or less. So the Japanese only made this many d- dubbed animes. I don't know. So maybe there was some Japanese guy that seeded this idea in my mind but here's the deal here's what i think is coming what you have with Neuralink is you have memories that are going to be recorded in stacks and you're gonna have people that are going to download like the youth that they have you know their first memories are going to be 20 years of education that are free unless they can afford better memories and so there'll be like on youtube it'll be literally you at new year's in 2001 and they'll be like wow what a what a boring life this guy had but it was free you know because he's out in the street in 2001 in new york and it was available and someone's like i was there great and there's someone else who's like i'm donald trump and here's my memory and then you're like wow i want to buy that memory so certain kinds of people will have sketchers and prada level existentialism they'll be able to remember having a yacht when they were young and other people won't and those, that and that might not be the be all end all it might be whether or not you have high math from a really good professor Th- those memories might be digital rights managed and expensive but that's, that's a very dystopian be- vision of the new movie soul in a sense <laughs> no, no no soul is soul is about people because getting- it was like pick your school and then go for it whereas you're saying well that's your yeah. dharma that's your picking yeah. your dharma okay so i hear you there it's a dharma but your dharma is a stack of lessons all of us as cafeteria selected so it wouldn't be that you get to like but now grow up in code dharma it's yeah fake. this is yeah, you're you're beyond it's it's Blade Runner. So like you no longer have to you can have that memory of being really good at sculpting. And so you can become a sculptor. Or you can have like that memory uh, it doesn't matter. That's that's the big thing. You could be in space for a thousand years and have no memories because you could be genetically modified to not have feelings. You could be what the Dracos need for you to get from point A to point B. We can have goals achieved. I think Rafael like that one. 
He does. He looks low tech. I mean, yeah, but but go ahead, please. Like, please. We want to know the rockets. It's no, no, we, we want to know but the whole Japanese story. But the yeah, the whole point though will be that like some people will be like freaking identical because they'll have thousands of people that are like, "Did you have that memory?" And they're like, "Yeah, I do. I, it was awesome." And that'll be like what people are like. They'll be like all of them were programmed at a British school that, and they all were except you know, et cetera. And then there'll be other people that are like, no man, I'm different. I have these memories and those will be commodities and your ex experiences will actually be commodified. That's, the that's most, very quickly coming true. I think the most, the most uh, powerful commodity in that new realm. And by the way, there's that scary as fuck, man. Cause it, cause think about what the architecture and the infrastructure that will have to exist to implement what you're describing. It's great reset style way, stuff, isn't right? What culture is originally. Cause maybe um, in some weird yeah. way we're a tabula rosa where we get imprinted by these stories. And it, now we're talking about a, like a hyper. And I mean, Exertus, the thing is you don't even need this type of thing you're describing. And by the way, anything coming from Elon Musk before I see definite proof, I'm not believing zero. Yeah. But yeah. what you mentioned at the same time in terms of Tartaria research, exactly what you're saying already had happened. Supplanting memories. Right. I just wish that now hold on. Elon now hold on. I wanna hear I wanna hear SJ's one little consolatory idea he felt like was gonna comfort him, so I can take that away from everyone as well. Okay. All right. This is my consolatory. Thank you, sir. This is the thing. What will be the best commodity is the naturalism, right? It's the people that are just outside of that system. The vax refuseniks, because those refuseniks are not going to be fucking in an architecture where they're going to get anything injected into their brain like a memory. Guys, We're going to be out here. Vax. I remember Stop, the chicks I banged. You know, I remember the I remember the the naturalism of my unique fingerprint that can't ever be injected into that system. Now, I think that's what will happen. You'll have a community like that. You see this in Brave New World. You see this in 1984, this theme of breaking out of the construction and getting back to the kind of natural the side giver. of the human experience. Eating real food, for example, in 1984. Fucking. Remember that scene? That's one of my favorites. They get out, they eat some real cheese and bread and fuck. It's like, wow, this is beautiful. This is so kind of fundamental to our humanness. 84, they have that whole community where they've got Shakespeare still and they're like, they're like, you know, beards and they stink, but they're real human beings, you know, so well, this they have they have these islands now, like near India, where they don't let people go because there are people that live there that have never interacted with civilization in the last thousand years. So they want to keep them as a backup colony. So we have these things. They're called people zoos. Right. And so I think we're we're headed towards a point where there will be people zoos and that. And, I, and you know what? I'm not taking that away from you. I hope that exists. And I really kind of want to be one in one myself. But what I do think is going to happen is you're going to have a lot of people that let's say you want to go to a people's zoo later. Like you've already been in this system for a generation or something like Which that. Which is actually presented. We've been pre-programmed to think this in um, interstellar. I mean, that's yeah, the whole yeah. point, right? Where it's like, just you can escape the people's zoo. Logan's run is a great example. You escape the people's zoo. THX one, one, three, eight. They escape the people's zoo. But the problem with escaping the people's zoo, what you look at these examples of people who escape nature, right? Or chaos or other environments. Like you have the wolf child, the wolf child, their brain doesn't develop the same. They don't have the wet wire programming from humans teaching them. So they can't actually have grammar to interact and make language. Mowgli will dry hump your leg at a point. No, but there, there will be communities though. I mean, I, I agree with your point. Excellent point you're making is how, what does that look like? Are there communities that are outside of the human zoo? And I think there will be, I even think it may be more complicated than that, that it'll be embedded in. So you have this movie, um, one of my favorite films. I just watched it again recently, Children of Men, where 
you've got a house where this this journalist and his wife live. They lift up the uh, tree and then they have this kind of house within the community. I think you'll, it'll even be more gorilla than that. It's like on the same street. You'll have people, you go into their apartment and there's the Buddha statue and they're doing yoga and they're eating the soup, the special turmeric soups to go back to that. Well, you know, and, if, if you and become, they said no. If you've been able to say no, but I think if enough people get vaccines, enough people start learning from these machines, enough people go to school, it's going to be, I mean, but yeah, no, I like, I like this idea of there being pockets of resistance to change. I hope it exists. But what I see is that for the people that don't do that, okay, so at the very least, if that happens, good. But if you don't do that, what could happen to you is that you might go beyond something that can be repaired and you might genetically change the human race and human condition, even through linguistics. If you think about Lacanian uh, dialectic, people that are speaking are learning from their parents' memories. If AI is teaching you new words and our whole new language is our way of communicating, then, yeah, I don't know if we're going to be able to go back. So don't start down that road. You don't want to go down that road. I'm with you. And this is the great battle. See, this is the question before each of us right now in 2021, this exact question is because we're already being presented with the choice now in this in this realm. That's why I'm in Albania. They said no, no vax, no shot. You're in Albania? That's legit. Yeah. I didn't even know. I live in awesome. Toronto, man. They just had a massive uh, festival here. Nice. Uh, uh, the first European uh, uh, festival, 75,000 on a beach. There was uh, acts from all over Europe. Albania is open, brother. You know, I'm coming to visit. You That's should epic. come. Yeah. Yeah, come. Yeah. All you guys come to Albania. It's a paradise, brother. Guys, it's amazing. I'm not dead broke. I'll go. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on. It's cheap as hell, too. But um, the thing is, these are the choices we're making now. Continue to be refused, Nick. I saw that the the, the, the um, cruise lines have now gone back on their vaccine passports because enough people are just not going to go to those cruises. And airlines and so, can't insure vaccinated people if something happens, apparently, which is really strange. Why doesn't some, you know, <laughs> rich family shell that out? But they got issues, apparently. So, yeah. Yeah, but, but well, theoretically, I, you should be able to make your own vaccine that's just salt water that you bless. And then you should be able to be like, yep, I'm, and then make a card for yourself. So identify as vaccinated. Go ahead. I perfect know that. But it may you know this is the exact question. This is the interesting question of the next 20 years in particular. And if we want to bring the astrological cycles in, 2040 is huge uh, uh, because this is the curse well, curse wiles date for the singularity. In the yes, early 2040s, 2040. Anyway, keep going. So, so Pluto will be in Aquarius starting in about 2023, 2024. I'll get the exact dates up, but it exits in the early 2040s. And that Aquarian, if we think we're in an Aquarian dystopia now, talking about water bearers earlier, water bearers, not bearers, but this It'll is be way what, more children of man then. Yeah, this is what this 20 year cycle is. Remember, Saturn and Jupiter every 20 years can join. And so these are 20 year loops. We had the age of terror and the war on terror for a 20 year loop. Now we're in the biosecurity age that uh, Julie uh, Gombin writes about. This is now we're, by the end of this 20 years, we're going to with Pluto there. I think we're we're fast becoming this sort of two tier. They're already talking about medical apartheid, two choices. You know, how this is going to unfold, what you've just raised here, Exertus, and what we're talking about, this is key. And I don't think we know the answers. I think we have to just keep being refuseniks and try to push and 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 see how this unfolds. But I think humanity will win. I'm a spiritual guy. I just think the gods are on our side. I don't believe the forces of goodness and light and love are going to cast us out to the wolves. You know, I think there will always be 
they buried Nag Hammadi and now it's been recovered, right? There's oh man, so there's uh, where I need to do you know that we could take over an island right now that all the old people are dying on, and then like we I could have the Japan? no, yes, <laughs> good call, yeah, no, but there's not one with an emperor, there's actually a democratically run one. Um, I bring some ladies and start a whole new community, yeah, emperor exactly. Resonance, just Epstein, not in the Epstein ways. style, hopefully, we'll have a more spiritual. <laughs> Well, that would be the thing, actually, take over Epstein's Island or one like it and turn it into a good place, right? Like, but you could build like a new community based on somewhere that like totally fell apart because of evil do- deeds and make it like a good place, you know? So that would be the, the way to go. And, you know, we probably, what we want to do is we want to find a place. We want to get a community going. We also want to make sure there's enough self-determination that no matter what happens in that community that we can't hate each other enough into needing to leave. Like, you need to have enough self, self space. Also, like if you build a community Reddit and crypto and everything's been doing no, because everything is well, crypto is important. Reddit's kind of fall. The thing is, like, so I met Larry Sanger, Larry Sanger recently from Wikipedia, and he wants to completely create a new decentralized encyclopedia system as well, Uh, getting away from Wikipedia because Wikipedia is an authority and he doesn't want that. And they're like, now they're trying to make laws to sue Wikipedia, which they should because Wikipedia is telling and he knows it, you know. So, we're trying to save. The world, we end up becoming the bad guys because we end up getting the people are finally like, you know what? You take it, take the world, do something with it. And then we're like, well, you know what? Like, we're not, we're not, what are we going to do? Like, we, so, so much of what we're going to do is going to just be as bad. So we have to learn how to like really listen to these lessons at some point. That's why I keep getting so scared about this genie thing of making a wish come true. Cause we might end up with a system that's just worse than we even inherited, you know? And like, that's, this idea, like, you know, it isn't just that power, that power corrupts. It's also that corrupt people corrupt power. And we need to be very careful about that, too. It's not it's not just that good people get destroyed. Putting good people in power is a, is an important thing to do. But I think what we need to start doing is taking power away from humans and putting it into, like, uh, systems somehow. Like, like the way rivers oh, work, well, you know? Well, like river, like the way we'll rivers the work. Forty-two, but we won't know what to do with it, Andre. Nobody's arguing over rivers. There's no debates over the weather. You know, we have weathermen. I think that'd be kind of the way I'd like to see the future go, like more about the Dow of of regulation and governance. You know, it should just be, and we start to automate certain things out of the hands of people. But we have to do it slowly. We have to be careful because humans will. Uh, put into like so if, we're, if we make ai to do all these decisions for us what are its goals if it's made by the military if it's made by corporations if it's even made by a mob goals and just very briefly it, it don't yeah, even need ai or anything even in within current legal system which are far beyond commercial maritime and who knows what there is still a simple concept of subsidiarity and what i'd like to point out in general is the big question in terms of you said make your wish come true you can imagine something worse we can also imagine something better. And the question everyone has to ask themselves is, I mean, are you guys really up for a few decades of living like a renegade lifestyle on some hill because the entire civilization has well, been crazy? Well, that's easy. I was no, what, say, yeah. no, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. But I'm asking, is that really what you want? Or isn't now also potentially <laughs> a threshold where the majority can be turned around? A few can hook themselves up to their AI and, you know... I'll even sponsor thanks, them if that's thanks what for they reminding want. me. But thanks for reminding me. I have to go check because, my solar panels. All right. Yeah. J- just because uh, 
I mean, as long as the individuals who see this as a human zoo reservation are still on the top layer of control, I also don't see them leaving the naturalists alone. Just like with the Indian reservations, they are the first ones you experiment on. So honestly, for continued positive survival, I don't see them keeping, let's say, this grand arch of control, which they may have had through all this, you know, confusion. Yeah, you can't, you can't rely on them caring about their seed banks. You need to be a colonizer. You need to find a place you can be. That's why Elon Musk is talking about colonization, regardless of flat Earth yeah, or interdimensionality. Yeah, or I'm thinking the boring, the, he wants colonize think, Antarctica or something. Maybe he right? wants to colonize underground. The boring company is a drill, right? He's hollow Earth. You know, that's that's okay. We all kind of know the shoal realm is important. It's like I'm glad Elon's trying to go there, and like I don't hate Elon Musk either. Like I think he's just kind of an Asperger or autistic, uh, like billionaire, like. His yeah, dad, though, his dad did some crazy stuff. How how is his grandfather chief of technocracy uh, Canada? That's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's and what I'm how? saying. His grandfather and his dad are all like straight up like pedophiles. Like his dad had oh. married his sister, you know, his stepsister who was. Like, and how did uh, Werner von Braun predict him as the leader of Mars? Colin uh, Elon Elon yeah. mean Elon means tree of life in Hebrew. So it's a decent thing. But yeah, good, also good like... Good enough excuse, yeah. <laughs> self, self, self-fulfilling prophecy, man. Some things have to be this way. I don't know if you've ever read Victor Pelevin's Generation Pepsi about the Soviet Union, but you got to check out this book. And there's actually, I think there's a movie out of it too. It's about a guy named Baby Lennon, Babylon, they call him. And so he ends up becoming part of the Eyes Wide Shut Illuminati Freemasonry of Moscow in 1990. And it's amazing because, like, they've got, like, a golden ISIS statue he has to get raped by. And they hit him with the fucking, you know, club while he's wearing this, like, sheepskin. It's eyes wide shut for Russians. It's the best. you got to read Generation Pepsi. It's but, Generation P. Is that yeah. it? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Generation Pi. Generous, okay. Generation Pi, like the square. Okay. But, yeah. But that Victor Pelevin's book and movie is probably like the most telling tale of why do certain people get made into certain roles? Sometimes, you know, they have a book that says Elon's going to take over Mars. So they pick you, you know, or other times they're saying, okay, well, your kid's going to be the guy who does this. So they name him like these things. It, th- this is like part of the literary and these are rich people with not a lot to do. Bill Gates, that's like a the perfect example. You, I, I mean, that's got to be a guy who's named with the Gates. It's like, all right, let's call him Bill, you know, the money, Gates, you know, the gate of hell or whatever. Uh, oh, well, I, Pepsi, I, Pepsi Gate, Pizza yeah. Gate, Bill Gates, all the Gates, you know. But that's, I mean, these are rich people. Think if we were guys, if we had trillions, all of us together, we wouldn't be meeting online like this. We'd probably be on our island, play with, and we no, could we come up with concoctions. Yeah. We could literally make choices that would influence the whole world if we wanted to. If we had enough That's power. why I'm releasing Andreas Coin. Get it now, and you'll get a piece of our island. It'll be Epstein's island. We're going to buy it, and then we're going to turn it into a tree farm. Perfect. No, Bananas. call it Berenstein Island. Berenstein <laughs> Island, and it'll have elephant preserve and a gorilla preserve, and there'll be hippos. Careful about the hippos. They you murder more than you realize. You can only visit if you experience the other alternative Mandela universe. Like, that's the uh, Gen Z twist. It's like, if, if you can identify that you've related to that parallel reality, that's your key card in. Kind of like uh, Tomorrowland. All right, guys, I'm going to have to hop off. I'm sorry to say I have, like, work cool. to do. Yeah, but yeah. I love you guys very much. And SJ, dude, it was really a pleasure. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I hope we do this again soon. Um, and, yeah, Raphael, never never stop believing. Stay hooked on this feeling. <laughs> but, yeah. And you guys know you can find Thank me. You. Exertus, X-I-R-T-U-S. Check we'll it out. We'll link you up. Thank cool. you, Andreas. Peace.
SJ, you gonna dip? It's late, probably. His image is his camera's gone. Rafa, are you tired? Indeed. Well, we have almost two hours, so I just say we can, you know, call it a show. Sure, and sure, sure. Uh, again, well, thanks in retrospect again to Eddie for yeah. joining, and we'll get him back on again soon. And of course, thanks to Andreas and thanks to SJ, who may or may not be here right now. So it's just the two of us saying goodbye. I'm here. Oh, great, SJ. Yeah. So any any uh, final thoughts you'd like to share? Anything that uh, wasn't put on the record till now? I mean, I, you know, that's what I always say is just, I mean, you're very powerful. Every every human being, if you're listening out there, you have tremendous amount of power to love, you know, to generate love and health and healing for you and your little sphere. Completely uh, agree. Oh, now you're back. Yeah. So okay, how, cool. how powerful we are was your last sentence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just how powerful we are. We can't lose sight of that when we discuss these kind of dystopian topics because <laughs> it can be easy to... Um, nihilistic you know just kind of lose sight of that and then maybe throw in the towels at some unconscious level and i think the task is to just you know use our power to health healing love you know all of these things this is what i say every time i'm on i think but just to end with that you know um it's important it. so yeah it's the same thing i keep repeating also because especially and like andreas said you know he's scared of the negative reality well i'm like if we can create that how much positivity could we create and, uh, you know, one could worry about the world, but ultimately it's about really one's own life, one's own choices. And we are certainly much more powerful than those that believe themselves to be so powerful would allow us to believe. So keeping that in mind, you know, and in a John C. Lilly style, keep expanding our limitations we had previously believed to be true and realize them to be illusions. So with that... Thank you again very much, Jim. Any last words? Uh, this eclipse season is killing me. Send good vibes. That's all I got to say. All right, then. Thanks, everyone. Good vibes to you, brother. Thank you.